mainland China, Hong Kong, or Macau, and for having any dealings with Chinese financial entities. The Commission's vice chair, along with a Canadian member of Parliament and the body's subcommittee on international human rights, were also included on the list. China's strongly rejected accusations of human rights abuses in Xinjiang and has launched calls for boycotts. Rhonda Rockster reporting. Britain is taking another small step out of lockdown as it looks nervously at a new virus surge in Europe. With UK coronavirus vaccination rates outstripping parts of the EU, they're stepping back a bit. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees a weaponized media. A phone call which was reported by the Washington Post. Well, it was all a lie. But of course, that's what was needed to generate out of whole cloth a story that could be used as a weapon against the incumbent and then as fodder for an impeachment trial. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Weather for today, we got mostly sunny and a high of 47, moving into partly cloudy and a low of 37 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and breezy with a high of 70, moving into a slight chance of showers and a low of 36. The trial of former officer Derek Chauvin and the death of George Floyd is underway. And this time of great uncertainty will be a source of reliable updates so you and your family will be safe and informed. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Parlor, and Twitter for any breaking news from the courthouse and the latest surrounding the trial. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show. With any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in on this uh, Palm Sunday. Hope you and yours are having a uh, blessed Sunday. A full week into spring, and uh, didn't feel a whole lot like uh, spring uh, this morning. Temperatures of the upper 30s, but I, got, I understand it's going to reach 70 degrees tomorrow, and then back down to a high of like 45 on Tuesday, so... <laughs> We're, we're we're kind of figuring out what we want to do here, but uh, it's all good. I think we're on the uh, we're definitely on the back end of winter. That much is for certain because we're at the point now where if we get any snow, it's gone within a day, if that long. So uh, that much we have to look forward to. Uh, optimism abounding, that is for sure, uh, with uh, more and more people getting vaccinated uh, from COVID nineteen. I may may talk a little bit about that. There was some news on the uh, vaccination front here in the state of Minnesota this past week. I may get to that in the second hour. But I did want to focus on some uh, national items here in the first couple of segments, uh, particularly 
as it pertains to our U.S. Mexico border. Uh, a, I hate to break this to the Joe Biden administration. There's an official. There are officials from the Biden administration probably listening to this program, right? No, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> close circuit to the Biden administration. I call it what you want. The, what we're seeing at the border is a crisis. Uh, there's just there's just no other way to spin it and to try to label it a circumstance as Jen uh, or a situation. I think as uh, press secretary Jen Psaki labeled, well, it's a situation. We don't believe it's a it's a crisis yet. Or if it even or if it's if they can at least concede it's approaching a crisis, then of course the the blame shifts to uh, President Donald, former President Donald Trump. Uh, that's kind of a familiar M.O., by the way. That's what uh, Joe Biden's old boss, uh, President Barack Obama, that was his kind of big M.O. the first year he was in office. Everything was George Bush's fault until things started to get a little better. But things didn't get better in the Obama administration, so then they resorted to gaslighting. But <coughs> I digress. Uh, this is from FoxNews.com. When the president of Mexico, who, from what I understand, is politically aligned with someone like a Bernie Sanders, okay? This isn't like a conservative politico, uh, the president of Mexico. When he is saying that the current administration uh, is kind of dropping a ball on the uh, this immigration, you know it, things aren't good. Uh, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador asserted that the Biden administration's immigration policies have contributed to a surge of migrants that has overwhelmed facilities at the southern border in recent weeks. President Biden reversed several Trump-era immigration measures, loosening restrictions for asylum claimants and ending a policy that required migrants to remain in Mexico while making their case to enter the United States. Lopez Obrador said the changes prompted migrants fleeing harsh conditions in South, or excuse me, Central America to risk the journey to the border. Expectations were created that with the government of President Biden, there would be a better treatment of migrants, Lopez Obrador said at a press conference. And this has caused Central American migrants and also from our country waiting to cross the border, thinking that it is easier to do so. Well, gee, whatever gave him that idea that it might be easier to cross the border? Well, I'll tell you what gave him that idea. This has been going on since Biden's campaign on the occasions he left his basement and actually made public statements. Is he said that not one more foot of border wall would be constructed were he to become president. And he also said that he would be putting an indefinite pause, didn't give a time frame, but an indefinite pause on deportations. So basically people who are here flat out illegally, uh, he put a pause on that. Well, if these migrants are wanting to flee horrific conditions in their countries, whether it's a Central American country or somewhere in Mexico, yeah, obviously they're going to try to make a mad dash for the border because basically that's music to their ears that you know deportations are going to be paused, no more border fence is going to be constructed. Well, then they know for sure which part of the border uh, border to go to. It's one obviously without any fence built. That's pretty obvious. And so this is this was kind of the chanting point when Biden was the candidate. No Democrat that was voted for Biden or maybe a moderate Republican who couldn't stand Trump 
but thought Biden would be, you know, a harmless moderate. This was kind of their rationale. It's like, well, okay, Biden's policies I wouldn't necessarily agree with, but, uh, you know, he's not going to have the Senate, or at least it didn't look like he was going to have the Senate. That's a whole other story entirely where technically the Democrats do have a Senate majority. I've been beating that drum for several weeks now about how the Republicans in Georgia basically committed suicide in those two Georgia Senate races. Don't need to go down that road again. But... The idea was, well, Joe Biden, you know, he's not as as far left as, say, a Bernie Sanders or, or Elizabeth Warren, and he could be effectively neutered. You know, he'll be weak-kneed, and, uh, you know, the progressives can come after him, but, you know, he'll kind of, can, he can use the excuse, well, I have my hands tied because of a divided Congress. And so, therefore, some Republicans voted for him because they were they were that disgusted with Trump. And I, I don't disagree being disgusted with Trump in certain aspects, but I don't see how uh, you know, voting for uh, Biden was going to make things that much better. But the point is, the, cha- uh, the chanting point was, well, at least he's got some empathy. He's got some compassion. You know, this current president is so curt and so rude and so condescending and uh, undermining of our sacred institutions that uh, his his divisive rhetoric needs, needs to go. Uh, I, I'm sorry, it's neither empathetic nor compassionate to make statements that is going to basically dangle a carrot in front of these Central American and Mexican natives and make a run for the border. Because then what happens all too often is you get them trying to navigate difficult conditions, whether it's uh, a hot and insufferably hot desert where people are vanquished and become dehydrated and starve to death, or if they try to navigate getting through the river, there's drownings that'll occur in, in taking the, when they take such chances. And to basically give people that kind of false hope that once you get in this country, boy, you know, you could, you could be home free because again, deportations are going to be paused. I'm sorry, that's not compassionate. That, that is absolutely not compassionate. And here's what else isn't compassionate. Uh, what, what's old and busted is kids in cages, and the new hotness is unaccompanied minors in welcome centers. Amazing, amazing how the verbiage changes, isn't it? Where the uh, kids in cages, and by the way, you know, President Trump asked during one of the presidential debates, asked Joe Biden, who built the cages, Joe? You're talking about kids in cages? Who built the cages, Joe? Yeah, that was the Obama administration. Obama, President Obama's own uh, Department of Homeland uh, Security secretary defended the uh, practice of keeping kids in these cages. They didn't call them cages under under Obama either. That was con- uh, the media. I guess didn't have time to look into that. But the point is, now you have these migrant centers where you have capacity. I think it's, what, six, seven hundred percent of capacity, these unaccompanied minors. And oh, yeah, by the way, we're in the middle of a global pandemic or some of these unaccompanied minors. Am I, am I doing this right? Am I getting the verbiage down correctly? It's not it's no longer kids in cages. It's unaccompanied minors in welcome centers. I think that's 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 the narrative now. OK, where they're basically look like they're wrapped in tinfoil. And all huddled together in these little centers 
where capacity is way over. And by the way, there's talk that if they're released into this country, COVID positive, oh, hello, uh, another another spike in COVID cases. Kind of convenient when uh, a few weeks ago, Governor Greg Abbott lifted all uh, COVID restrictions in the state of Texas. And people were basically saying how this was going to, you know, people were going to be piling up, bodies were going to be piled up like cords of wood in the, in the st- streets of these Texas towns because of these mandates being lifted. Well, uh, here's a here here's a hint. You have a lot of these illegal aliens coming into the country, COVID positive, and just allowed and being released into the United States. And when they're when the president is also talking about placing these illegal aliens in northern states just to kind of you know space them out a little bit. Uh, yeah, then all of a sudden, I, I, I am, I'm watching how this is playing out. All of a sudden, there'll be a spike in COVID cases that has nothing to do with American citizens who live here. And conveniently, you'll have state governments that may look to impose more hard, impose some more lockdowns. Very, all very convenient. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying that this is a chess move by the Biden administration to assert control. I'm not going down that road. I'm just saying I'm totally watching how this is playing out. And where are the histrionics, by the way, that we saw during the Trump administration? Where's the intellectual consistency on any of this? You had Tide Pot of Ida, a.k.a. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, prior to be her being elected in 2018, she went down to the border, and the famous picture of her practically dropping her knees, her head buried in her hands because she's sobbing at the inhumane conditions at the border, she's been conspicuously silent on this. I mean, if it, if it was such an, a, a scandal and disgrace under the Trump administration, what is it now when there are multiple times the minors in these detention facilities? I mean, it's just despicable, but it's not surprising. It's not the least bit surprising, but it is no less appalling and despicable how this whole thing has been politicized. And guess what? I'm not letting the Republicans off the hook on this either. Okay, they didn't give it the necessary attention when there were kids in cages during the Trump administration. Okay, they may have given the cursory spin and whatnot, which, again, I happen to agree with. Okay, because a lot of the concern was these young children were being brought across the border by adults who were not their parents. And so it would probably behoove us to hold these kids aside from these adults, bring them across the border to get some sort of, I don't know, DNA test, DNA verification to ensure that they're with a relative. Because with human trafficking, okay, being a serious issue across the world these days, uh, who's to say that they're not? being brought across by adults who have nefarious intentions. Okay, and you remember when President Trump, during the final presidential debate with uh, Joe Biden, talked about how there are coyotes bringing these kids across the border, and how, and this, this was a, this, this shows you how disgraceful our media is. People on Twitter just had an absolute fit over President Trump using the term coyotes. How dare he call the parents of these kids coyotes? No, coyotes. Are you paying attention? Coyotes are 
adults who will smuggle these kids across and use them to carry drugs across the border, okay, to take attention away from them. That's where the term coyote comes from. And if we had an honest media who would report facts, we might more people might have known that. Okay? And yet none of the and these concerns were dismissed. Say, well, no, no, these are they're coming with their parents. They want a better way of life. Okay. Uh what so what's the situation now? All right? And again, you have Republicans, there were several Republican senators specifically uh, Rep, uh, Senator Langford from Oklahoma, Senator Cruz from Texas, Senator Collins from Maine, I believe. Uh, Senator Hawley from Missouri went down there, Senator Cornyn from Texas as well. A bunch of Republican senators went down to the border and reported back what horrific, awful conditions there are, which, again, there's no denying it, there's no disputing it, but they let the left control the narrative during the Trump administration. Okay? So where where were they then? So it's just it's just incredibly disgusting with uh, what is going on uh, down there, just being completely politicized. No concern for these kids whatsoever. They're just looked at as political pawns. And in the meantime, uh, the Biden administration can spin it any way they want. But it definitely is a crisis. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the clothes are back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one room run down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen Temporal Scanner purchased at any retailer. Fever is a leading symptom of COVID, and using an accurate thermometer has never been more critical. In published studies, no-touch thermometers miss more fevers than they detect. While the new COVID vaccines are becoming more widely available, it's important to make sure you are protected. Monitor for fever with an accurate thermometer backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies. Details at exergen.com, where accuracy matters. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. 
Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Shoot. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Jacob, we still have a call on line one? Okay, uh, we'll take this call real quick. Dan from Hopkins is on line one. Dan, thank you for calling. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Brad. I need to thank you for having a good show. Appreciate Probably that. the best show locally, you and... You and Mitch, uh, Thank for you. conservatism, it's true. And I know it's a hard work, and it's quite a commitment to be there and do that every weekend or you know, almost every Sunday and, and or Saturday. So thank you for that. You and I have had our disagreements in the past, mm-hmm. certainly concerning Donald Trump. And uh, there was something you said that um, maybe stirred me, was you said you were growing, growing tired of the Trump, of Donald Trump. You're just growing tired, and so... Uh, just get something new and try to, I don't know what it was exactly, but the only words I do remember was you were growing tired of Trump. And I'm wondering if you're growing tired of Joe Biden yet. <laughs> and um, my other question really quickly would be, why isn't there any sort of a, an effort in Minnesota to try to recall walls? Um, or, where, I mean, some effort or some voices trying to rally together, whether it's Jennifer Carnahan or, any conservative voices that have any level of power to make some effort to recall Tim Walls as governor, because the the left will do it, but the conservatives right. generally are, are a little bit passive and ten, uh, tentative about doing stuff like that. Right. Well, so, yeah. Let, Dan, let me let me address your first yeah. point. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I I voted for Trump, so uh, there Good. to to say this idea. That oh, somehow okay. I, I misunderstood you. Then forgive me. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, but you are correct in that uh, Trump's presidency, because of the divisive rhetoric on Twitter. Which, again, let me emphasize: I'll take the the mean tweets. I don't like them, and I wish he didn't do it. But I'll take the mean tweets over the Swiss cheese that we're having at the the proverbial Swiss cheese we have at our southern border. But my right. my point uh, in saying that I was was tired of Trump. Now again. I recall a story that I read after Election Day. What a lot of people thought it wasn't my it wasn't my thought process because again I oh, voted it for wasn't Trump. Yours. But what a lot of people thought is okay, we'll vote for Joe Biden. He's a harmless moderate, and we'll keep the Senate, and then he'll be, you know, he'll be hamstrung. He won't be able to get his agenda through. Which okay, I understood that perspective. But what happened two months later? The Georgia recall elections, which Republicans lost both. We didn't figure that into the calculus, now did they? <laughs> 
you know. So right. and, and the problem was executive order too. Yeah, yeah, executive, executive orders, orders which numerous. is an abdication of congressional responsibility. It's just like do your jobs. You're you got elected to Congress to represent the people. Quit punting to the executives. And this this goes back to. Uh, probably even around the, I hate to say it, the George W. Bush years, where they gave him the authorized use of military force to basically do what he needed to do in Iraq, and Congress abdicated its authority and never took it back. That's that's how that gets hamstrung, because executive orders, as you know well, as well as anybody, Dan, those are just going to continue mm-hmm. to change with each as each party, different yeah. party, gets into the White House. So, right. Uh, yeah. Do you have any cons- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have any concerns about really the the complete, how can I say, full press power grab on the part of the left? Everything from um, packing the Supreme Court, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The Constitution is of no consequence to the, the Democrat Party, which is really the left. Right. And whether it be packing the court with a leftist judges that we would, you know, the judges now – the Supreme Court won't hear, like even the case from Sidney Powell, or didn't hear, uh, you know, that was brought in with enormous evidence. And her point, which is well taken, I think even um, that one gentleman, the Jewish man, who's often on conservative radio but a liberal, um, can't think of his name, the, oh, the attorney. yeah, Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz said that they should have taken it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, um, other than the rapture, <laughs> which we have to forward, to look forward to, it's easy to see how the whole world can go down into a toilet hole. Oh, sure, and yeah. not recover. Yeah, Dan, and you're. If the, if, yeah, you capture my thought process exactly. I, you know, I'm a political observer, and I and I realize how these issues Im- impact our lives. But at the end of the day, I don't know why things happen the way they do. I just know my worldview as an evangelical Christian. It's like you know, I, God knows. God sees the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and Omega. I don't know why things are happening the way they are, but I'm just going to walk by faith, not by sight, because walking by sight, as you could attest to, could be uh, pretty scary this day and age. But, yeah, I I think we—and we talked about this. We talked about this before the election, is that if the Democrats get full control of everything, Chuck Schumer flat out said it. Nothing is off the table, whether it's packing the courts, getting rid of the legislative filibuster, giving statehood to D.C. and Puerto Rico. Nothing is off the table. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know if Republicans failed to heed these warnings. I know in Georgia they basically committed suicide and didn't show up in the runoffs, and that's why the Democrats won those two seats. And now we got to hope that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema keep their word that they're not getting rid of the filibuster. But I don't know about you, Dan. I'm not. I'm not all that wild about putting my faith in two Democrat senators uh, keeping exactly. their words. So, uh, the but la- I, the last point with Tim Walls. I mean, yeah. Why is there some sort of an effort led by conservative media mm-hmm. or somebody to say, "Let's explore this"? There are, you know, it's happening to uh, the news, the gruesome newsome. Yeah. Maybe even to wit, uh, witless yeah. more, whatever. Why not? Tim, Tim Walls is effectively. And Mayor Fry are, you know, typical leftists who are, are doing all they can to destroy well-meaning, uh, well-intentioned, but destroying our state. Yeah, from what and, I, I, uh, I know uh, Representative I know. Eric Mortensen, he's uh, down in Shakopee. I know he brought forth a motion out of the House to impeach Tim Walls, uh, obviously because it's a DFL majority in the House. It's going to go nowhere, so it's more symbolism. But from what I understand from Minnesota, from the Minnesota recall 
statute is that recalling Tim Walls does not mean that there is a new election. You uh, bump him out of there, and guess what? Uh, you have Peggy Flanagan as well, your, we recall her as a governor. You know? how, yeah, but how are you going to do that? Is what, is there any basis to recall I don't know. her? Yeah, I, I don't know why. Well, there, exactly, there's a high but... threshold to overturn a uh, okay. a lawful election, as there should be. But um, I think, but here again, you have the DFL majority in the House abdicating their responsibility, not voting to overturn Walls's emergency powers every thirty days, and so. That's an issue that was brought forth in the 2020 elections, which allowed Republicans to really eat into the substantial majority of the DFL in the House, but not enough to obviously take back the House. And so that's got to continue to be an issue. Say, look, if you are growing frustrated, as we are, with Governor Walls and these emergency powers in a situation which you could argue is no longer an emergency, there's one way to do that. Give the Republicans control of the House and we vote to take away his emergency powers because we have to vote every 30 days. So that, yeah, to me, yeah. seems the most realistic path. Uh, but until then, right. the DFL majority is just going to continue, apparently, to abdicate their responsibility. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate it as well. And uh, you know as well as I, Dan, as I do, Dan, God's still on the throne. And that's uh, my uh, uh, that's my source of my joy each and every day. Yeah, this, this politics stuff can get pretty scary, and the stuff the Democrats are proposing uh, in Congress, as well as President Biden— Scary stuff. I mean, let's let's just be honest. Scary stuff, but uh, we got to remember that uh, God's got this. God is in control, and can't think of a better message uh, than on uh, Palm Sunday, and then of course uh, when we recognize next week on Easter Sunday. And I will be live in studio on Easter Sunday, by the way. Very much looking forward to it. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. 
You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here to take your calls. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show. Any comments or questions? And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And always good to be joined by friend of the broadcast, uh, Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their fine work, archwaydefense.com. And uh, Peter is also an expert in firearms and self-defense. Uh, whenever there is a high-profile uh, shooting that takes place, we want to get uh, Peter's perspective because uh, inevitably when a shooting takes place, and literally, and I do mean literally, before the bodies are even cold, you get certain factions uh, demanding gun control and stemming of gun violence without any facts of the case being brought to the light. And once facts inevitably disrupt their narrative, uh, there's never any apologizing or backtracking. So uh, it seems like a futile exercise, but we're going to call attention to it and uh, move forward on the subject at hand. Uh, Peter Johnson, always good to have you in the broadcast, sir. How are you? Not bad. Thanks for having me, as always. Are you calling us from Mountaintop again this time, Peter? Do we know? Uh, no, okay. I, I did a lot better. <laughs> I did a lot better. Sorry about that last time. But oh, I no. was on a Mountaintop last time. No, it's no trouble. I mean, I because you know because we're friends, I got the text messages of the photos. So, you know, I, 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 I won up the listeners on that deal. So I enjoy the great views of nothing else, Peter. But uh, we always uh, uh, appreciate your uh, the opportunity to chat. Uh as I was saying at the outset, Peter, in introducing you, uh, we're talking specifically about a shooting that uh, took place in Boulder, Colorado. It took place this uh, uh, past Monday, and before the bodies are, are even cold, uh, it's, uh, it's a white guy, a Trump supporter, a disgruntled Trump supporter, and it was ascertained within 24 hours that it was someone who was very much anti-Trump and someone who... Uh, if the gun laws that are being proposed were in play, still would not have stopped the shooting. This seems like a familiar old dance, Peter Johnson. Uh, how, do, how do we how do we ultimately break through this? First of all, 
Well, and you're right. The the saddest part of this is 10 people lost their lives at a grocery exactly. store. Exactly. We yeah. all go to grocery stores every day. Um, family and friends, we, we take it for granted. And this person walked in for, quote, no apparent reason and killed 10 people that day. The The saddest part of that is the how we're, how we're at that point, but then also that, as you said, before the, the bodies are even cold, before the families are even notified that their loved ones are been literally murdered at a grocery store, people are using the opportunity to, to spin it to a uh, gun control political narrative, uh, anti-Trump or, and this, that whole toxic culture surrounding these types of uh, attacks is probably the most disgusting element of mm-hmm. of what we see. Now you, so, uh, yeah, first and foremost. Go ahead, go ahead, Peter. Go, Sorry. Yeah, it's just I was going to say the ten people who lost their lives. That's where we should focus first. Right. Honor them, and then from there, do a database analysis of what happened, where what steps were missed. Um, and see if there's mitigation or, or reasonable reasonable steps that could have been taken to reduce the, this opportunity for violence. So uh, it, you know gun laws as well as anyone. From what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Colorado already has a pretty significant background check system. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they have a red flag law in place already. If I am mistaken, please correct me. But by, my point of bringing that up is, uh, from what we understand, once the facts came out, and imagine that, facts actually do come out in the aftermath of these horrific tragedies. Uh, this person was already kind of on the FBI's radar as someone to keep an eye upon, and yet he was still able to perpetrate this act. And uh, and, and also in addition to that, the Giffords Group, the, organ- the uh, anti-gun organization founded by uh, Congresswoman Gaff- Gabrielle Giffords, who we remember her story was shot 10 years ago while performing congressional duties in Tucson, uh, they even looked to Colorado as kind of one of the exemplary states in implementing uh, gun control, and it still didn't slow this guy down, Peter Johnson. What happened? Correct. So he, uh, the the suspect, um, filed for and went into a gun shop, and I believe it was on the 16th of this month. So if you go back to the timeline, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was many days before the actual attack at the grocery store, went in, uh, filed in ATF form 4473, which is required. That's, that is the universal background check, by the way. So anybody who's bought a gun, and I know there's been a lot that have bought them this past 12 months who have never bought a gun before, but you filled out this document, which was your name, date of birth, all this other information. Right. That 4473, uh, it passed. And that information goes through a NCIC, uh, the National Criminal Database that's controlled by the FBI. It went through that database, and it's, it gave the gun shop in Colorado the permission to transfer that firearm to this individual. Okay. And you're right. The, the uh, suspect of this attack was uh, a known person to the FBI uh, in relation in relation to one of their affiliates. So, you know, I came from the counterterrorism world. So every time there's a uh, person of interest, what you're doing is looking at that family unit or social unit and seeing, is there a nexus to radicalization or uh, terrorist ties? Because 
Uh, and for the listeners who don't know uh, the family, he was the the attacker was actually um, not from the U.S. He was he spent most of his life here, but he immigrated with his family. Okay, yeah, and again, these are these are key details that you know. Had we waited to come out, we could have got more information. And you know, again, I I make a point to stay off Twitter when I immediately upon hearing of an active shooter situation, because inevitably there are going to be things that just make me so angry. I'm probably going to say things that I'm going to regret later. And of course, in the aftermath, I, I look back, just kind of get some context. And of course it was the obligatory. Oh, he's a, he must've been a white guy because he walked away alive. If he was a man of color, he'd have been shot dead, which of course uh, the law enforcement officers being denigrated, uh, certainly nothing new in, in it's unfortunate, but it's nothing new. Uh, and then uh, it turns out, if you look at his social media history, he was anything <laughs> but a uh, but a pro Trumper. So a lot of those uh, narratives just get absolutely nuked within a few days. But then the, the the thing that's so disgusting is there's zero consequence. And as you pointed out so adequately, Peter, uh, there are family members of ten dead people who are already going through unconscionable anguish, and then that, to have to hear all this in the aftermath, it just where are the consequences for this kind of behavior? It's disgusting. And unfortunately, our society has um, allowed a a process of first to the to the story, especially in news and social media. The first to the story that will lead the the narrative. Right. And there are, as you said, there are no consequences, or there haven't been any consequences for even even professional what we'd call professional reporters. Uh, blatantly coming off um, and shooting from the hip, if you will, on with no facts, no data, and just throwing an internal, uh, impersonal bias into their story to help shape the news, Uh, which is obviously not the purpose of reporting is to shape the news, it's to report the news. Uh, But you are right. Even as, uh, so the the suspect uh, born in Syria and, uh, 19, I believe, 98, 99, I apologize, I don't know or care, but he was born in Syria, came to the U.S. early 2000s, um, but his social media feed was anti-Trump rhetoric and uh, misogynistic, anti-women, uh, some of the horrific stuff that he's posted on public platforms about just comments that you would never accept from anybody in your social circle. So, once all this comes out, then unfortunately, and I, we chatted about this offline, is this, the news story changes and now it doesn't get covered because it doesn't right. fit a narrative. And that is probably the most disgusting aspect right. of all of this, especially with 10 dead people uh, who were literally just going to a grocery store. And then one of those was a police officer who was uh, first or second in the door. Uh, he was the tenth person killed, mm, okay. uh, responding and trying to help people. Yeah, and uh, like you say, the the narrative be- once that's completely nuked, uh, the news doesn't really cover it uh, as stringently. However, the uh, the calls for gun control uh, still remain active. And you know, Peter, we've talked about this you know ad nauseum on the show. I think it comes down to maybe a cultural perspective or a worldview perspective in that. You know, you get progressives who a lot of times are pie in the sky, thinks, well, everybody's innately good. 
they're born good. It's just they may uh, get exposed to bad ideas and therefore become radicalized, da da da. And if you're an evangelical Christian like myself, and I know you, you subscribe to the Christian worldview as well, uh, it's the exact opposite. People are not innately good, and there's nothing. It's just only through a specific worldview. And again, this goes down to a deep, deeper rabbit hole, and that is only your faith in your Lord and Savior can help you through these difficult moments, which sadly this young man didn't have. So with that in mind, when you talk about trying to prevent an incident such as this, uh, you know, you hate to give out, uh, you hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you go through all of the necessary channels in order to obtain a firearm and he still gets one, and it looks like there may have been an issue with the FBI not following up on on a specific lead, uh, it's just a vicious cycle. All of a sudden, law-abiding gun owners are going to be punished for government incompetence, which we kind of saw in the Sutherland Springs shooting. If you remember that one, someone failed to log in yeah. the result of that gunman's background check. It's government incompetence more than anything. Correct. And as someone who's, uh, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, uh, I've served in state, local, and federal, even in the military, uh, and there, I've served with some of the best people uh, in all of those state, local, federal, military, some of the best people on the planet, proud to serve with them. But the, bureau, the larger the organization gets, the more bureaucratic it gets, and the more things get dropped. It's just the nature of, think of any of your listeners, if you're part of a large corporation, a Fortune 500, stuff falls through the cracks because the system is so large. Right. Um, and more systems isn't generally the answer. It's streamlining and analyzing where, they, where they're falling apart makes more sense. Now, you, this individual who killed 10 people in Colorado passed a universal background check. So let's just put that out there. The universal background check took place, and the FBI, through their system that the ATF uses, uh, gave permission to this gun shop in Colorado to sell and legally transfer a firearm to this individual who would go on multiple, many days later to kill 10 people in Colorado. So the question is, okay, well, what would have stopped this? Would another background check? Well, we know the only criminal record he has, or he was uh, uh, convicted of a crime in high school for, and I I actually read the report myself, he jumped up from a desk at one point, uh, he was over, I think it was senior year, and just started beating, punching, and uh, pummeling one, uh, one person in the class, in the entire class all the notes that are in the police report, and I didn't get this secondhand, I read it from the police report through Freedom of Information Act, is that they had no idea of how this started. Mm. There was no precursor to the violence. It just he literally jumped up and started punching uh, a fellow classmate, jumped on top of him and started throwing haymakers on him in the middle of class for what everybody in the class said, no apparent reason. So there's a history of violence with this individual. Then there's a um, possible counterterrorism nexus with the FBI knowing and having connections or knowledge of uh, his behavior. So the, the system just completely falls apart every step of the way. So if we added, uh, I, I know one of the proposed legislation is to remove a or to add a, a waiting period for an individual to buy a firearm. Well, mm-hmm. he bought this further back than any waiting period uh, proposed. So right. would that have done it? Universal background checks. Well, he literally got approval from the FBI NCIC to purchase his firearm legally. 
So would that, how would that have possibly changed it? What it comes down to is a continued, and we've talked, unfortunately, at nauseum, is the mental health, mental health side of this. Right. Is the, the mental health is uh, court adjudicated mental health, and that's we've seen, unfortunately, um, active threat, uh, active killing events where somebody who should have been adjudicated uh, through the courts for mental health problems never was because of failure in the court systems and a failure of the uh, court system, again, is government, that the person was then allowed to buy a firearm and kill innocent people right. again. So the the danger is every time that this happens, one is the narrative gets pushed to it's a uh, Republican or a whatever, fill in the blank, whatever the flavor is for that day. And then immediately it's let's ban guns or fill in the blank again of whatever the agenda is. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, now you're getting the the president uh, looking at ways to maybe uh, try to stem the tide of gun violence through uh, executive order. I know uh, Barack Obama attempted something at um, after in the aftermath of Newtown back in uh, uh, 2012, and it just you know, it just doesn't work. I mean, when you when you get uh, something done by executive fiat, uh, particularly when it comes to our Second Amendment rights, uh, I, I would think that would end up being unconstitutional. Well, once again, we are joined by uh, Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their fine work, uh, archwaydefense.com. Uh, Peter, uh, we only have a uh, couple of minutes uh, left in this uh, hour. Any chance you can hold for uh, one final short segment when we come back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Peter Johnson again. This is going to be a f- one final short segment this hour. So you have a chance uh, for a quick question or comment, 651-289-4488. You can always weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with Peter Johnson and one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. From executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Enter the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for additional savings. 
If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. One final segment this hour, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Talking about uh, firearms with our firearms expert, Peter Johnson. He's the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their fine work, archwaydefense.com. Uh, we went a little long last segment, so this is going to be a real short segment because we're coming up against a hard break. But, uh, Peter, I want to wrap up with this. Uh, obviously, what we saw this past Monday in Boulder, Colorado, 10 dead, which is a horrific tragedy, something that we can't underplay at all whatsoever. Uh, unfortunately, it's something that occurs on a regular basis in a place like Chicago, where we see some very disturbing gun violence statistics to come out of the city of Chicago. And yet it doesn't get near the coverage. And there's a lot of reasons for that, which you may or may not want to address. But uh, why don't you, uh, I guess, weigh in on that specific aspect? Because you have some pretty sobering statistics for the year uh, 2020 as far as gun violence in Chicago. Yeah, so in Chicago last year, uh, there the shooting homicides. So homicides, the intentional killing of another with a firearm, uh, it was 769 people just in the city of Chicago were killed on purpose with a firearm Mm. and that resulted in just over 4,000 other people injured who weren't uh, killed, but they were shot during the process. But even the term, actually, I want to just touch on gun violence. Do you notice, and we have to be careful with our words because gun violence implies that the gun is violent. Do you (laughs) notice when people stab someone, they never say knife violence, Mm -hmm. they say stabbing because stabbing is an action taken by a person. Right. It's always funny. It's interesting that people use the term gun violence uh, because it allows the, the scapegoat of a inanimate object to be the, the focus opposed to the individual doing the actual violence. 
Yeah, that's an excellent point, and I, you know, I I appreciate you bringing that up because I'm I'm probably guilty of that myself. But yeah, and and we know why. I mean, any opportunity that elected officials get uh, to demagogue. Uh, as we say, uh, shootings, gun violence. See, I almost did it again, Peter, gun violence. <laughs> They're going to take the opportunity to do so. And, you know, it sounds cynical, but it's, it's just a fact. And it seems to me that when they address laws or propose laws that wouldn't have stopped the particular incident that they're demagoguing, uh, they continue to go after it. And it, it, it seems less and less about the actual shooting and more about government control, Peter Johnson. Correct. And with that, I want to talk about Eric Talley, 51. I don't know if that name has come up, but he was the last victim uh, of the, the attack. There were no more homicides after Eric Talley, and he was the Boulder police officer who was the first or second person through the door mm. um, who, who exchanged gunfire with the suspect. With that note, the the Friends and the data keep saying the same thing. As soon as a professional with a firearm directs professional violence at an unjust attacker, yep. the violence towards everyone else stops. And that, again, just happened. Um, and thank God that Eric, um, for his family, that he was willing to go through that door and try to save as many people as he could. And the violence stopped immediately after he started engaging. Absolutely. This, uh, that's a statistic you point out uh, regularly, Peter, and it didn't. It, it held true in this case. So tragedy, but, but he is a hero nonetheless. So, Peter, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Turn Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? 
Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. AM 1280, The Patriot, www.